Good evening, everyone. This is Tala with Drive Through Therapy. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight on another episode. It is exciting to be back again in front of a microphone. It is very exciting. I am looking forward to this episode because it is really talking to you about conditioning or mental conditioning, or in another way to say that is cognitive rewiring. We have heard it in different ways, but I'm going to talk about what it really is today. But in, of course, in Tala fashion, it would be the application of it rather than just the theory behind it, but how you would apply it every day. And this is something that, ah, man, you figure it out once you start making changes within yourself. So even as a therapist, I probably wouldn't have, in the beginning of my therapy career, I probably didn't notice what this was about. I didn't even understand mental conditioning or conditioned responses as much or how to recondition them. Uh, it's not something that's really heavily emphasized in counseling school. And so I had to learn these little tricks and I started working on my own changes within myself. And that's when I started to see the benefit of this approach. I currently use it almost with everybody. And it's a blend of multiple ideas and applications. Now, I just recently had a uh, sit down with a movie. <laughs> it was a long ass sit down, by the way. It was like a, a, a four a, a series movie or a sequel movie. And it was called The Hunger Games. And I'm like, why am I sitting watching this? I mean, the first one is pretty cool, but then the, the second and the third one, you, you get caught up in it. It's pretty cool. Towards the end, and I mean, not even towards the end, the end of the movie, the most brilliant thing I've ever heard to describe mental conditioning occurred. And I thought it was the most effective way to describe this. Because again, we could describe it in so many ways, but what does it really mean? So one night I get to deciding to finally see the Hunger Games and it was on a channel for free. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll watch it. And so I watched the first two, uh, the, uh, about a few nights ago and I was uh, decorating my Christmas tree and I'm like, Oh, what a great movie to watch. And the first one, I mean, it was darn cool. I loved it. It's about a game that a, it's in a futuristic, time span and it's about a game it's called the hunger games and it's basically taking people from different districts because now people live in different districts and of course there's the elite which live in the capital now the capital holds this hunger game situation i don't know how and every quarter every year i don't remember and they choose people from each district a female and a male and they make them basically fight each other off to death in a make-believe world, right? While they're watching it like it's a football game. And so by the end, uh, I'm going to spoil the hell out of it because I can't tell you the story without telling you the ending because basically that's that's what I'm going to talk about. In the four movies, this character Katniss Everdeen, which is the main character, goes through a lot of turbulent situations and is very much the inspiration for many people but she also survived the hunger games and a lot of stuff go into it which i'm not going to go into detail anyways she finally ends up uh you know winning whatever it is that the plot really is about winning and she goes from this warrior princess into the last scene sitting down with her baby in her arms and the person that she was in love with is playing with her toddler son and she's carrying her baby infant in her arm. Better yet, I'll actually have you listen to it. So 
Here goes. Did you have a nightmare? I have nightmares too. Someday I'll explain it to you. Why they came. Why they won't ever go away. So I hope you enjoyed that, <laughs> but there was no way I was going to actually act this out for you. So I thought maybe if you listen to it, it would be helpful, but I really like this quite a bit. And why I was so fascinated by this description was it's probably the best advice any parent can ever give their baby, but at best advice overall, period. She mentioned that I have to tediously repeat to myself or actually recall the many good things that people did. I would say in general, the good things that people do for one another. And I would want to repeat that because basically what she's doing is conditioning herself to mentally see always what is working rather than what is not working. Always seeing what is a demonstration of love rather than a demonstration of anger, hate, all that. So even seeing the demonstration of compassion and love, not just love, rather than the other stuff she could really well focus on. A lot of us are raised by people and even a society that is fascinated with opinions, with beliefs, which belief is more superior to another. Many people spend time fighting over that. Simple beliefs, I'm telling you. Like, there's actual real measurement of this belief is better than this belief. And people get into arguments, debates, forums, and shit about this. I hear. <laughs> but all of it is just ego-driven response. Because there's no belief better than another. But there are beliefs that act as seeds. And these seeds can either produce nice, healthy trees that produce healthy fruit, or they can produce rotten to the core trees that produce rotten fruit. And the truth is, we have the gauge within us to identify, if we're honest with ourselves, to identify this little issue. Are my beliefs rotten at the core? Do they cause me harm or cause others harm? Or do they heal others, protect them, balance the qualities of earthly living? So all this, and we're still talking about conditioning, mental rewiring of the brain. So the way I want to approach it tonight, because it's not the first time I ever talk about this, by the way, but I do do it in different ways. I want to make sure that what you choose to rehearse 
tediously what you choose to repeat over and over again and select to see needs to be intentional. We are all raised with conditioned responses. There's no way you made it to adulthood without a conditioned response. We are not as original as we think we are, but we have the ability to recondition new responses. In order for us to start conditioning new responses or rewire neural pathways, neural pathways to help us think differently, change beliefs, all that good stuff. We first have to identify those seeds that have been planted in there, also known as beliefs. Our beliefs are so important. Like I said, they basically determine what kind of fruit the tree will produce. So it might be apple, it might be grapes, who knows? But that seed gets to determine it. It's the, where everything starts and comes from. So even today when we're living every day, if we have a core belief like I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy, it'll actually play out in everything that we do. Like, like the branches grow from that tree in everything that we do. So it's going to be there, right? It's going to be in the way I decide how I pick my job, what I think I'm worthy of picking. How about a partner? Do I think of I'm worthy of a good partner or do I feel comfortable with an abusive one? Those seeds, those beliefs are so important to determine the quality of your life. A lot of us just inherit this shit and we just keep it as is. We don't do anything. We don't redig, plant new seeds. Oh no. We just keep the seeds growing into trees and those trees end up growing weeds around them and we just forget that these seeds were ever really there and that the, they're actually changeable. We can actually change or grow new seeds. We forget about them. So I'm here to remind you that you're capable of rewiring this new seed. <laughs> but in order for us to do that, it's kind of like Katniss Everdeen said, I just got to keep intentionally recalling the information I want to recall. Even if it's tedious, even if it's boring, even if I have to do it all day long, I'm just going to keep doing it until it just feels natural to me, basically. It is the best advice, the best advice. And the, imagine us constantly looking at how many things that, how many good things are being done out there. Like I always see good things being done. Not because it's fake, because it's right there. So like I recall things that have happened in my life where people have been wonderful to me, whether they gave me a parking space or they paid for my coffee while I was standing in line or, you know, the, the drive-through person gave me like a little extra apple pie from McDonald's or something, right? So all those things, it's just beautiful things that I, I collect through the years if I'm doing it intentionally. And imagine after some time, of doing this selective process in your mind, this intentional thinking process in your mind, you would look at your world as if you have a life full of abundant resources, that you're just being spoiled by the universe, by people. You would not perceive people as a threat anymore. You would not perceive people with cruel intentions. You would find it easy to take out a little bit more compassion from you because you already experience and focus on the compassion of others and how they treat one another. This is what your focus would be on. That is an abundant way of living. Can you just imagine the quality of life would just be upped if I selectively chose 
those things, those thought patterns. And that's what Katniss Everdeen did to help cure her of three sequels of nightmares, <laughs> four of nightmares that she went through. And I, I buy into it. That's how you rewire the brain. It is the repetition that I constantly tell you guys about. It is the selection and the intention of thought that you entertain constantly. And we do this in other ways, but we don't put intention in it. We effortlessly can look at the news and basically see how things are going wrong in the world. But I don't necessarily hear any news about a person that gets up in the subway station, gives a seat to another person that may be tired, or I don't hear any news about a coworker that collects money when they find out that another coworker is sick and they're not able to come to work. They collect money for him or her and they give it to the family to survive. So I hear none of that happening. None of that am I ever going to see in, in the news. We take it for granted. So one could say that most of our parents and the society that we live in has a habit of always pointing out what is lacking and what is missing. We are taught this habit early on. I mean, think about it in the concept of being graded. It is an assessment, meaning that it, it identifies what you are lacking and it gives you a grade based on that. And it also gives you a grade based on what you've gained, but you can't go above that grade. <laughs> like you can't get, you know, 110 out of 100. You know what I mean? So, but you can go definitely 90%, 85%, 75%, right? You can get lower. So it's really to identify where you're lacking, not like, damn, you're that good, <laughs> right? Because there's a cap. There's like, okay, it's 10 out of 10, you know, nothing, nothing more there. So that tells us a little bit about our society and a way we think about things. We want to identify the lack. And now don't get me wrong. There are many professions that use this reasoning in ways that help us out and help humanity out, right? For example, investigating research, all those uh, utilized reasoning that, I mean, again, useful for that profession, but going beyond it into real everyday life. It's hard to just keep our focus on how things are going wrong all the time. But eventually, that is one of the primary things that we need to condition. Many times we think that if a person is looking at reality, then we got to look at it negatively because shit is bad. But listen, most of us here don't live a bad life. If we're looking at it, if we're really honestly looking at it, I have another day to breathe. I have water, food right now where I need it. I have a place to sleep. Hey, I, I'm happy. I'm, I'm good. Uh, everything else is not guaranteed. I'm just going to be using what I got. And I, I, I see it. I see it today. It's right in front of me and I see it. It will not escape me because I work on seeing it versus I am, I have all this stuff that I just told you about and I'm thinking about what I'm lacking. Well, it's not the right blanket. The blanket should be, you know, gray, darn it. And so and so has a gray blanket and I don't have a gray blanket. They look happy. It must be, it must be because they have a gray blanket, right? Or whatever <laughs> we might get fixated on all oh, is just a delusion. It's an idea. It's a belief that we have that is conditioned that we should want more than what we already have because what we have is not enough. You should always be working towards more, towards better, 
right? Which is <laughs> conceptually, it's a beautiful idea, but you always stay in a state of lack. That means you are always self-evaluating and self-assessing, not because it's real, not because you don't have enough. It's just because it's a habit. Just that simple. It's a habit that's been conditioned and you just keep replaying it. So rewiring would be doing what Katniss Everdeen does, simply recalling all the good stuff that people do. She's not being fake about it. She's not trying to be positive and she's not trying to be negative. She's calling, recalling actual memories that she has of the truth of when she's been helped, not only her, but when she's seen compassion being demonstrated in front of her. Or at least that's what I think she's implying. <laughs> so I hope that makes sense because it, it's, man, just like, I kind of like, I had to watch the four freaking movies just so I can get to that final ending and that clip to understand like, oh man, it, I had to watch this movie. It makes sense. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful idea, beautiful concept. And it summed up really about rewiring the brain. And you can do this not just with, with, conditioning how to perceive the abundance in life, right? That I'm always treated well. I am, I have more than enough. This is a mental state that can be trained because it simply is, you know, supported by what's around me. If I'm still breathing and I could still pick up an item like a, a glass of water and drink it, man, I have more than enough in this moment more than enough in this moment. And we don't have to go through the suffering that Katniss Everdeen went through in order for us to see what's in front of us. But sometimes we'll go through a lot of suffering and either get hardened or bitter later on in life, or we will become so grateful that you never take anything for granted and that you see everything with clarity because it's true. Because people do more good then they'd actually do harm. But we always advertise the harm for shock value. We have the ability to do that in our society. And sure, it's like watching a train wreck. You just can't help but watch it. (laughs) You know it's going to end up in death and and gore and loss, but you just can't help but watch it. So let's start by challenging those beliefs within us. Once we identify them, whatever they are, however cruel they might be, go into those dark places that you have within you and admit some uh, beliefs that maybe you would hide from anybody else. Admit some motives to yourself. Write them down. What, what motives do I have throughout my day? What judgments do I make about people? What judgments do I make about uh, a group of people perhaps or two, three groups of people? What judgments do I have about my coworkers? What judgments do I have about my life, my state, my current status? You know, do I think I'm good enough? Do I lack something? Identify those beliefs because those beliefs are not a real thing. They are simply something that we just keep repeating, but unintentionally and eventually becomes wired in your brain. And that Pathway is effortless to you. It is so familiar. You don't even challenge it or resist it anymore. But we need to start challenging and sure as hell, we need to start resisting it. Thank you, Katniss Everdeen, for teaching us tonight about how to mentally condition in the quickest way possible. And not only does it benefit me living a quality of life when I see that I am receiving gifts all day from people and I am 
blessed to be watching people do good for one another. And I focus on that. I like focus on that hardcore. When I do that, it, the quality of life just elevates, elevates in every way. So I challenge you to start. I know you could do it. I know you could do it. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. I hope this was useful and it made some kind, some sort of sense in this jambalaya. I love you guys. I hope this finds you well, wherever you're at. And just know that nothing outside of you has to change. Nothing at all outside of you has to change in order for you to get stability and calm waters on the inside, to live a life full of abundance. Because abundance, my friends, is a state of mind. Because I could have everything in front of me and never see it. Or I can have very little in front of me and see every freaking thing that I got. How beautiful. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. I am most certainly sending you love and light. And remember, it might be tedious, but there are much worse games to play. This has been an episode of Drive Through.